Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are locked on, locked on, locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in. This is Locked On Hornets presented by Hive Talk Live. It's Hornets talk for the hardcore fan. That's you, by the way. Coming to you from the Gittimer.com studios in BEA, beautiful uptown Charlotte. The studios really starting to come together. I released a preview of what this studio will look like or what the live feed will look like on YouTube uh, coming up in a few weeks. So check that out on Twitter at Hive Talk Live. I'm Doug Branson, joined by a man who is vying for a lead role in the movie adaptation of Metaworld World Peace's sci-fi erotica book, David Walker. Wow. Now, I do want to be made by Splash in Hollywood. I'm not sure if that's the avenue, but hey, you take what you can get. Have you heard about this? Have you seen? I definitely it, have not. It's It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was buried in the uh, multitude of uh, media day coverages around the league but yeah metal okay. world metal world peace i've got i've actually i've got the tape uh from his interview at lakers media day let's let's roll it are you gonna do something with him and his company ever um no i should say i didn't i didn't properly introduce this clip so someone is asking him if he's going to work with kobe bryant now that kobe is retired and doing you know right. sort of non-basketball things all right now let's roll it are you going to do something with him and his company ever? Um, no, I'd rather not because, you know, I'd rather keep that friendship. You know, Kobe's doing great things. And I'm excited to see what he's doing, though. I'm really excited. I see he got his venture capital. For, it's great. But I'm doing, a, I'm doing a sci-fi erotica. He's doing a sci-fi okay. erotica. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it, so there, there's not much the, more was, context than that. What was the question, the original question? Are you going to do anything with Kobe's venture capitalist? Group. Well, the original question was just, are you going to collaborate with Kobe in any kind of way? On anything. And then he just said, no, although I am doing sci-fi erotica. Right. Okay. <laughs> gotcha. Are you clear now? Are you, do you understand <laughs> Metal World as Peace? As clear as it can be. Yes. Queensbridge. You already know. Queensbridge, indeed. Hmm. Uh, you don't get those kind, of, you don't get those kind of comments, by the back. way, at Hornets Media Day. I mean, God love the Hornets, but they are well, a little did bit. Anyone ask? They're fo- <laughs> I forgot to ask Frank if he's working on a sci-fi erotica book. That's right. We never know. Anyway, big show ahead. Mm. We've got uh, we've got more updates on the injuries uh, surrounding uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Kimball Walker, Cody Zeller. More news on that. We've also got uh, some sound from the first day of practice. The guys getting together, getting ready there at training camp in Spectrum Center in uh, here, right here in Charlotte, North Carolina. We've got some sound from that. Plus, we're going to do camp spotlights all this week, shining a light on a, a player uh, each show. And today we've got Marco Bellinelli, a new Hornet, 
and uh, we'll shine the spotlight on him. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Podcast on your favorite teams delivered week daily. Panthers fans, head over to iTunes after the show. Subscribe to the Locked On Panthers podcast with host Steve Reed. It is a it is a daily listen for both David and I, and it should be for you as well if you are a uh, hardcore Panthers fan. If you have a question, a comment, or you want to sponsor the show, email us at buzzbuzz at hivetalklive. Com. Okay, we're starting the show with the Hornets' first day of training camp at Spectrum Center in Uptown Charlotte. The boys in teal and purple had two practices yesterday, and head coach Steve Clifford was pleased with the first day back. It was good. It was enthusiastic and spirited, and we do a lot of scrimmaging. You know, we like to do that the first couple days, so uh, it was good. You know, uh, good attitude, good approach, you know, good first day. David, it was a good practice for the guys who were able to fully participate, but the Hornets are definitely dealing with some injury issues early on. Kimball Walker and Cody Zeller both held out of any contact drills, any defensive drills, basically anything that required any kind of lateral movement, limited to mostly shooting. Kimba's still recovering from off-season knee surgery to repair a torn meniscus in his left knee. Cody still dealing with a bone bruise in his right knee. Which, uh, according to Doctor Google, because I, I didn't really, I didn't know fully, David, what a bone bruise really entailed. I mean, I guess context clues. It, it I get it could be a bruise on the bone, but I wanted to, I wanted to be specific. I want people to have the facts. So I went to Google, and Google says that a bone bruise is a type of traumatic injury. It is less severe than a bone fracture. It causes blood and fluid mm, to build up at, in, and around your injured bone. You may have symptoms such as pain, swelling, and a change in color of the injured area. So doesn't doesn't sound fun. No, none of that sounds particularly good, but better than a break or what was, did you say break? Or did a you fracture. Say fracture. That's fracture. A, that's a fancy word for break. That's right. <laughs> that's right. But, uh, yeah, we talked about uh, Kemba yesterday, and having either one of those guys out for any extended period of time is not what they want to see. But, I mean, there's nothing else you can do right now except hold them out, right? I mean, you got to trust that they've been in the league a few years. Kemba is the longest tenured Hornet at this point, which is amazing. So uh, they kind of know what to expect. This may not be the most important portion of any Hornets practice this year. So, yeah, I mean, hold them out, but... Gosh, get them get them back as soon as you can, too, right? Yeah, I mean it's two a days for the next two days, so you don't want to you, you definitely don't want to uh, put any more stress on those injuries than necessary. Both of those injuries, kind of nagging injuries, probably won't yeah. linger into the regular season. Now, uh, Steve Clifford did say after practice that both of those players. Uh, could miss time in the preseason, those exhibition games. And that's fine. fine. I mean, fine. the focus is yeah. getting them ready for the regular season. But both injuries are also susceptible to re-injury. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the, once you re-injure, then we're talking about significant play time missed. Uh, so yeah, we, and if we mm-hmm. – yeah, if we, sorry, Doug. If we, talk about, if we talk about significant playing time missed with Kimba, I mean, that's just going to be a real hit to this team. We've talked about the point guard situation and the backup uh, point guard situation, no Jeremy Lin. 
with the two uh, the two former Bobcats, I guess, in Hornets returning. But you don't want Kemba to miss significant time. I mean, that's going to spell trouble. Well, you have to. You you certainly don't want him to miss significant time. You have to think though that this little bit of time that Zeller is limited hurts him particularly because his spot in the starting lineup already very, very vulnerable, as we talked about last show, the news coming out of media day that Cody Zeller and Roy Hibbert will will vie for that starting five spot. And it lo- and Roy mm-hmm. Hibbert completely healthy physically. So, you know, he, he was out there uh, shooting free throws after practice. I mean, staying, you know, staying late. And, you know, I think he's hungry and he's been a starter for a long time now. And, you know, I don't think he particularly wants to give that up so you know you know he's going to be giving everything he has and and he and they they you heard steve clifford there they're doing scrimmages so it's it's probably uh, you know i would guess it was you know there there is a first team a second team and uh roy hibbert getting looks with different guys whereas cody zeller having to hang back from from that bone bruise you got to think that gives roy hibbert a leg up yeah yeah definitely i mean that's not good for cody either um but, you know, and that's, again, in that situation, it's going to play itself out. So you want him to be 100% as soon as possible. But these two guys are part of the core. I mean, that's no doubt. While they're here, you know, you mentioned yesterday, Cody seems like he's always involved in trade talks. But those are two of the guys that are part of this young core of this team that they're trying to at least build on. I mean, certainly Kemba, obviously. But, uh, yeah, for, for Cody, I mean, he, he's got to want to get back out there as soon as possible to, you know, solidify or at least battle for that starting spot. So. Am Again, I, I mean, am, Clifford. No, I, I was just going to say, am I allowed to be? I, I think I'm allowed to be a little worried about this Kimball Walker situation. I, I mean, I know, you yeah. know, it's, it's exciting that that he could vie for an All Star spot, and and he certainly he he played fantastically last season. Looks like he's just on a on his way to to a rise to a star position. But this knee surgery, it was surgery to repair. A torn meniscus in his, a tear in his meniscus in his left knee, that same left knee that kept him out several weeks in in 2015, and he had the same type of operation repairing that meniscus. Uh, you know, I, I just it's a second one in less than two years, and, and again, this last one not as severe, but it certainly, I think, it limited him in the playoffs. We don't know exactly when that injury occurred. But you could see near the end of that playoff series, I mean, his shooting numbers were down and it seemed like he was limited and, and, and God love him for fighting through it. I mean, that's amazing. But, you know, Kimba uses a, a devastating combination of cuts, stops, hesitations, explosions, both to, to get to the rim, David, but also to step back for that that deadly mid-range shot and, and get those nasty crossovers that we love to watch on replays. You know, he had eight games last season with 10-plus made free throws. So, you know, he makes his living not only with the three-point shot, but the threat of his three-point shot allowing him to get to the rim and, and get to the line where he shot a lot better last season. And if that ability is limited in some way, maybe not this season, but we're talking about long term, you know. You you always with these re injuries, you worry about sort of arthritis. And uh, luckily, I'll say this though, David. Luckily, 
he did not elect to do what Dwayne Wade did a long, long time ago, which is have that meniscus removed. Um, and, you know, because then I, I think that's, you know, Dwayne Wade looks back on that decision. I believe it happened when he was playing in Marquette and or at Marquette. And, and that decision, I think, ended up leading to his issues that he has now with or the issues that he's had over the past several years with his knees. So Kimba, you know, electing to spend the time to repair that knee to, to keep, you know, it, it means he had to stay out in, in 2015 longer than maybe he um, had to. But uh, it's it certainly, you know, you hope long term it's good for him and good for the Hornets. Yeah, you mentioned all the cutting. I mean, the step back jumper, the the moves he makes to get open because he's so small, or because of his stature, he's got to use that quickness and those herky jerky moves. I mean, it's not necessarily the explosion that some guys get to the rim that you're as much worried about, um, but it's all the stuff in between, right? So, yeah, I think we're right to be a little bit worried about it. Um, you're not going to feel great until he gets back out there and starts scoring a hundred percent, but. You know, no indication that we should be overly worried other than the fact that he's not out there. So it's just something to keep an eye on. And, uh, you know, it's but but it's Kemba, you know, (laughs) it's the heart of the team. Well, that's right. But this team will need depth in order to I mean, you're going to have injuries throughout the season and any good team is going to need depth and, and going to need that in the playoffs as well. The Hornets suffered several injuries during that that playoff uh, series against Miami. So you need players behind the starters who can step in immediately. They are hoping that Marco Bellinelli is one of those players. Marco Bellinelli, the subject of our camp spotlight today. Uh, for the rest of the week, we'll be spotlighting a few players from camp. Today, it's a new Hornet, Italian stallion Marco Bellinelli, highly coveted by the organization despite having a poor year statistically in Sacramento. He was acquired on my birthday, David. He's my birthday boy, July 7th right. from Sacktown in exchange for the draft rights to Malachi Richardson. He's been playing professionally since 2002, spent five years in Italy before joining the Golden State Warriors. The Hornets will be his sixth NBA stop. Marco's been around the block but feels ready for this new challenge. Everything is a little bit different between last year and a couple of years before, you know, about offensive stuff, defensive stuff, you know, but uh, that that's kind of thing, I think, take time. Uh, we got time to practice right now, you know, so I'm not nervous, really. I mean, just happy to be here. Uh, really happy because everybody in this team is a really good guy. David, I think Hornets fans who have read or seen the stats from his time in Sacramento certainly hope <laughs> that things are different mm-hmm. offensively and defensively for Marco uh, than it was last season in Sacramento, and I think it will be. Uh, head coach Steve Clifford believes in Marco's ability to help this team. Here's what he had to say after practice. Marco played well. I mean, he's he knows how to play, and uh, you know he's got a little bit of jet lag. He said, but um, you know he's high IQ. He's got natural energy. Uh, he plays actually. He plays in terms of knowing the game a lot, like Nick. A lot like Nick, David, mm. comparing him to okay. Nick Batum. And and, and Nick nice. Batum, one of those guys that told the Hornets, they asked Nick Batum about Marco Bellinelli, about going out and acquiring him uh, before they even signed Nick Batum to that long-term deal. And Nick said, go get that guy. Get him. Bring him in. Well, that's a good sign. <laughs> I've never heard that comparison before, and I don't think we saw much of that necessarily in San Antonio where he was a three-point specialist and probably made the biggest splash, right? He's a three-point champion at All-Star Weekend. 
Um, and certainly was a big part of that team. Had looks like had some career, yeah, career highs in three point percentage first year there in San Antonio. But I think you're right about being a lot of fans being a little cautious because of the last year in Sacramento. We talked about that at length. Just what a oh, what's the right word? Uh, dumpster fire that was. And so um, I'm hopeful that that can be a rebound. And that's obviously what the Hornets are thinking too, trying to bring him in and provide some three point shooting. But are they thinking he's going to provide some of the backup point guard duties as well? I don't think backup backup point guard duties. I think he'll Just handle. I, I think. Well, I think that's that's the point. Yeah, I, I think yeah. he'll handle the ball more than I think people expect him to. I, I really think that people, and this probably because uh, is because of his role in San Antonio or what people perceive his role was in San Antonio. I think people see Marco as simply a spot-up shooter. I think people will yeah. be surprised by his ability to create in the pick-and-roll and his ability to drive the basketball. If you're confused a little bit about Steve Clifford's comparison of Marco Bellinelli to Nicholas Batum, he did elaborate on this further uh, during his interview on Hornets.com with live with Matt and Matt. Let's take a listen to that. Uh, high IQ, knows how to play without the ball. The ball is in and out of his hands. He can shoot the ball and drive the ball. Uh, so he leads to a lot of balance. He's also bigger, I think, than people realize. So I think he can play both the two and the three. With the game, where the game is going now. Well, first of all, David, that is a, a, a little bit of a vindication of what we said during the the small forward uh, breakdown that Marco can play the three. Um, yeah. And so I, I and, and uh, got a chance to to check him out in person yesterday, and I agree. He looks he looks a lot bigger. He's listed at two ten. Um, but I think he could be even uh, bigger than that. He looks he looks strong around the the the, the uh, you know uh, around the shoulder. So you know I think he can hold his own at the three spot. But going back to what Clifford said there, so he's he's comfortable with the ball in and out of his hands, and I think that's where where he means that he's a lot like Nick Batum. He doesn't yeah. you know he he can create action off the ball with the ball out of his hands or he can he can maneuver some things in the pick and roll and he's got a great shot fake that allows him to drive to the basket. Yeah, and look at the creative or uh, the creation they lost on offense when Jeremy Lin left town, right? So if Marco can provide some of that along with three point shooting and if he gives them anywhere close to what Batum gave them last year in terms of playing without the ball, you know, basketball IQ, being good out there without just shooting, then that's gonna be a huge boost and that's gonna go a long way to helping this team get to where they want to be. I mean, it's just one of the question marks, though, right? Can he rebound? Can he give the shooting? Can he rebound from last year's performance and give the shooting that they expect of him um, and then provide everything else? I mean, if that's the case, then then it's going to be a good situation. So they cer- I, yeah, they've certainly seen something, right, um, on tape or just in, in past games, and it sounds like it's, it's carrying over whatever they saw as far as being able to provide more than just shooting. So, I mean, that's that's great to hear. Yeah, I think rebounding is going to be important. I think his best his best season in San Antonio, uh, he he almost averaged three rebounds off the bench in in twenty five minutes, and and that could be a huge boost for the Hornets in that second unit. And then you look at his last season in Sacramento, only able to uh, uh, secure one point seven rebounds. 
And I think that goes to uh, where you know where he is defensively and where he is offensively. You know, if he's mm-hmm. if he's not if he's not engaged defensively because the defensive scheme does not uh, or does not um, warrant him being engaged which I think you could say say that in Sacramento. Everybody's kind of out on their own, whereas in, in Charlotte, I mean, everything is preached or everything is predicated on team defense. Everybody's working with everybody else. The guy next to you, you know what that guy's doing, and that guy expects you to know what you're doing. And, it, and it's all, you know, everyone holds everyone else accountable. And you can't say that for every team. You can certainly say that for Charlotte. And if you're, and one thing we we do know about rebounding, a lot of it is, I mean, most of it is physical. You know, if you're bigger than the guy next to you, you're going to secure a rebound. But it's also, it can be, it's like real estate. It's about, sometimes it's about location. If you're in the right place defensively and and you're not out of, you're not completely out of position, you're, you're more, you can be more available to get rebounds. So we could see those rebound numbers, numbers go up. Last season in Sacramento, only averaged 1.7 rebounds. But over his career, I mean, he's pretty consistent 25-minute-per-game, 22-25-minute-per-game guy. So if you're looking for how many minutes will Marco play, I mean, you, you, could, you could guess it's going to be somewhere in the 23- to 26-minute range for Marco Bellinelli. So I'm, I'm excited yeah, about Marco's prospects, and they're going to need both Marco and Roy Hibbert to raise their games from last season. Oh, absolutely. And I think based on all this, you can absolutely count on seeing – lineups where Kimball Walker, Marco, and Batum are all three out there, right? Like we saw that a lot with Lynn last year uh, when they need to get some offense going or late in games when they need shooting. I mean, those three guys are definitely going to be out there together. And if, if again, getting back, if he can pre- provide shooting as well as some creation on offense, that's going to help fill that Lynn void. Um, so well, I, mean, I, I, I think we'll see that. Yeah, I think. And, and just, to go, just to bounce off of your point, David, I think if, if you're just talking about Kimba, Lynn, and Batum versus Kimba, Marco, and Batum. I think you've got in the in the latter with Marco, you've got more consistent three point shooting, so you can spread the floor a little bit more than you can with a Lynn lineup, where where defenses are going to be a, a tad more concerned with Lynn driving on you than they are Marco. True. So true. I mean, you can you might have a little more defense, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe a little more defense, just in terms of size. Not even in, yep. in necessarily lateral quickness or movement, but you've right. got more more size to put out there at the end of a game. So, yeah, I, I think that Marco could definitely be one of the options Steve Clifford looks to uh, to close out a basketball game. So, yeah, I, I think it's exciting. We'll we'll keep spotlighting different players coming up. Uh, we've got our man on the scene, Justin Thomas. Uh, for uh, today's practice so he'll be grabbing us some audio and we'll be taking a look at something else uh, for tomorrow's show as well thanks so much for listening to locked on hornets presented by hive talk live follow us on twitter at hive talk live for updates about when we go live on youtube and facebook it's coming up folks subscribe to us on itunes while you're there make sure to give us a five-star review it helps us out i promise and it helps hardcore hornets fans like yourself find this podcast we want to hear from you email us your hornets thoughts your questions your comments to buzz buzz at hivetalklive.com hive talk live is a presentation of sb nations at the hive.com for david i'm doug go hornets go america let's swarm charlotte so what if i like to stay up late and watch tv don't blame it on caffeine and then go to coke and pepsi ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks 
It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.